0: Hi, my name is Kiefer. I'm a pianist and producer based in Los Angeles, California. I make a lot of music. Some of it is playing behind me right now. I've also collaborated with some other amazing artists, including Anderson .Paak, Kei Trinata, and Drake. This is my podcast. It's called Approachable Music. On this show, I interview artists that I admire to update my theory on what makes a great musician. We talk about the writing process, finding inspiration, making it in the music industry, and have some casual conversation as well. Today's episode is part two of my interview with my friend and legendary producer, Mindesign. We talked for over two hours and we just couldn't edit it down into one episode. So here we are. If you haven't checked out part one, please go back and listen. For now, here's part two. Please enjoy. Uh, you know, so, shout out for us. You ever have a show where you just like feel like you bombed? Uh, maybe
1: not bombed, but just like, oh, you know what? Oh man, the the last show that I played right before pandemic was at the Lodge Room, and um, oh, it was just like my solo set. Uh, oh, so I was like right. playing beats, singing over backing tracks, playing keys, and um, that that was a legit nightmare. Do you have you have a lot of dreams or nightmares where like you're just completely bombing a show? Sure, yeah, yeah. and that I felt like that was like real life because what was going on the. The sound man was like adding effects to my vocals randomly throughout the set. My laptop, like the bass from the sound, like rattled my laptop off of the table, and then like disconnected my interface, which stopped the music. So there's this awkward moment of just being like, "Yeah, let me uh, let me put it back on," you know? It's all quiet. Eventually, all the homies that were like side stage came on stage with me, which I thought was like really sweet. But then like me being self-conscious was like, oh, they're like, they know that I'm having a rough time and they're like here to support me. And I'm just like in my head, like this is not going well, (laughs) you know, Uh, probably. Yeah. Also forgetting some lyrics. Uh, Not at that point. I was like kind of burnt on playing that set, too, because. I realize I'm like oh, that's I, the
0: worst when you're when you just over it. when you're in the middle of a set you're like I just like yeah need to get out of here. That's yeah. the worst.
1: And it's crazy because after the show people were like, "Yeah, I thought that was part of it." Like the way you played that off like it seemed like mm-hmm. that was staged. And I'm like, "Tight." So <laughs> like no matter how bad I think I'm doing, people are still going to appreciate the shit out of it. That's true, you know. Um but yeah, after I think after that, I was like, man, I want to play with a band. I don't want to like look at my computer screen anymore. I mean, I'm I'm still gonna like probably play those type of sets in right. the future, but um, yeah, after that, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like playing beats and singing singing over them. Like I just want to have an actual band. Um, and it's crazy because the next show that I played after that was after is like when things started opening up after the initial lockdown and I played
0: Lodge Room again. And that was like in June of 2021,
1: 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that show. That, was, that shit went hard. Redemption. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was a trip, because when I was playing that show, I was like, dang, last time I played here, I, I bombed it. Like, or at least I felt like I bombed
0: it. Right.
1: But yeah, having a computer and stuff like that, I'm, I'm kind of good on it. It's, it's nice you ever to have a laptop
0: on. overheat on stage.
1: No, nah, I've spilled beer on my laptop during during a, a set Ooh. in a, in a Rome. It was like an in-store thing. Oh I was God. playing beats. And what's crazy is I think I was playing most of the beats, if not all of them, on my SP. And for some reason, my laptop was just there. And I had my beer. And I was like, yeah, put the beer down, knocked it over. And it's like, <laughs>
0: so oh, like, shit.
1: Oh, yeah. man. But somehow I get through it. <clears throat> but yeah, that's why that's what I like about playing with a band. It's like you don't got to worry about shit like that. Yeah, like having to completely lean on technology. Totally. You know.
0: Yeah, and then it's just like then it's just like teamwork. You know, mm-hmm. which yeah,
1: it's, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because also at the same time, if you're playing a solo set, you're you're not as dependent on these other beings. Right. Like doing you know working at their highest level. But yeah, I I like playing with people, playing with the homies. Yeah, man.
0: Question, um, you can can interpret it a few different ways, I guess, but what did you dream for yourself about 10 years ago? So let's say 2012 or whatever, right? Maybe in your early 20s. Uh, Yeah, what did you dream for yourself at that time? And what are you doing now? Like, are you doing it? Is it different from what you hoped for? Um, Yeah, everything that I had dreamed
1: or envisioned has happened. Mm. As far as, like, putting out records. Man, I remember at one at one time, all I wanted to do was, like, put out a record on vinyl. And that would have been, like, whew! You know? Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Touring, getting the tour. Also, uh, yeah, just having my own place. You know? Like, living in my own space. Um, when I had moved out here in 2011 just, like, crashing on the homies' couch, you know, getting getting to like, CLA, drive around certain neighborhoods, just, like, lurking, looking at certain houses, being like, dang, like, how do you, how do you make it out here, you know? <laughs> like, I was so broke at the time, and I'm just like, dang, how am I? People got whole-ass entire cribs to themselves, you know, like and they're just doing what they love doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I guess, like, initially that was definitely, like, a vision that I had for myself is just like having a stable living situation, being able to to make music for a living. And sure enough, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So it's funny. Now I'm at a certain point where it's like, what else? It's like, all right, we did that. You know, yeah. like, what, what else do we want to do? And that's, that's definitely like a great source of confidence just to feel like, cool, I, I fulfilled my, like, my dream, my early twenties dreams. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I same same thing with way. you, man. Like, fucking put out records, crazy records. Toured, played for the world. It's like, yeah, living in your own space. Like, what else? Man. <laughs> what else are we gonna do? Thanks, we can dude, we can yeah. definitely keep doing that, but it's like, shoot, we, we really like made things happen. And, right.
0: But you're right, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, that is kind of the dream of my early 20s. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you gotta update that. You gotta like think about what other opportunities and like wonderful things that you can like, you know, contribute Mm -hmm. that are not just what you thought of when you were 20 or 21 or whatever. For
1: me, um, I feel like I'm going back and revisiting a lot of my like earlier impulses. Like when mm. I, like growing up, I was, uh, drew a lot. Like I used to want right. to be an animator, um, an illustrator. Wow. And do something with like visual arts. And I find myself tapping more into that lately and realizing like, oh, that's like, that was always there from the beginning. So I kind of want to um, dive into that, that part of myself. Do you feel like there's something
0: like that for you? Uh, there must be. Um, I don't know. Well, actually, you know what? What we're doing right now is kind of one of those things. Like I've always wanted to. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, "It would be so cool to have a radio show."
1: Word. Yeah,
0: because, uh, Lord knows, I love to talk. But I also like, I also like interviewing my friends too. And over the past few years, like there have been times where I've been bored, and I've just like interviewed like Paul or, or my you know my, my partner Maddie at the time or whoever you know I would just like, interview people. You ever just for interview fun. your parents? Um, no. That would be dope. You know, I interviewed that... my brother once, so, like, you know? Like recorded it? Yeah, yeah. Next. I did it on Twitch, just like interviewed him. I interviewed my sister on Twitch. Oh, that's dope. On Twitch, I would just like call my friends and just like randomly just like improvise and interview with them. Um, anyway, so maybe this is part of that. But yeah, I should I should have my parents on. That'd be cool. I think mm-hmm. my dad would be a really great subject for this. Yo. He's a very interesting, interesting guy. Kind of on the, on that topic actually about uh, you know having other artistic endeavors that that you're kind of like getting into. something I tell, and I think this also plays into just like your music career as well. Something I tell my students all the time is if you want to increase your fulfillment with music and the making of it and the developing of it, you should build a whole world around it. Mm. And then literally in describing this because usually the student goes like, okay, well, what does that mean? I usually, I I use you as an example. Hmm. I say, like, if you go over to Mind Design's house, everything that you touch, everything that you use is a reflection of your personality. I think that's one of the strongest aspects to your artistry. Like, you have, like, whether it's the furniture, the clothes you wear, the food you eat, Mm. the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you, you know, the, did I say the clothes you wear? Um, you know, there's like little figurines and art pieces on the walls, and the records that you fuck with are are displayed. Um, and it seems to me that if you if if you lived in a world like that, which I don't really, but if if my house looked like that all the time, I would want to be creative all the time.
1: Mm.
0: Is that something that you do naturally, or is that something you think about?
1: Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, I
1: I definitely enjoy like still keeping certain things alive, like like buying toys. Like that was like such a huge thing growing up. Just, oh, that was like crack to me. Like buy toys, man. Yeah, yeah. Just action figures and and stuff like that. And I guess like having uh thing things like that around the house is a constant reminder, like reflection of uh yeah, that younger self. Um and then again pointing in pointing back to that state of play, mm-hmm. and um, vulnerability and wholesomeness, um, but also at the same time, I, I, I look at the other side of it. Where um, you ever see the uh, the Rick Rubin thing on on HBO? Uh, no, I do um, not Which one? You... He's like, um, it's just like I think it's like a short, maybe like three or four part series or something. Oh, okay. And he, uh, it's in his studio, and it's blank it's like it's just like white walls everywhere and he's talking about how like that that even though that's like the complete opposite of like having all these like objects and tchotchkes around it's like just having a completely blank space can enable you to be more mm. um, more creative because it's like a blank slate right you know and sometimes i think about that too like having space and um yeah just having a more minimal approach to your surrounding. But yeah, my my, my house is definitely not that. Like I enjoy like collecting things. Stuff, you know? yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. DVDs. Yeah. But and you're very it's, it's intentional though.
1: For you know, sure. Like, yeah. Like you said it's like just building a world. Right. You know. Um, it's like an installation of myself. Totally. Yeah.
0: yeah it's existing. like such a fun place to play. You know, I think everyone loves coming to your house to make music, hang, talk, whatever. It's just such a creative space. It's just like fun to to be in there. You oh, know. Thank you, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have to be there all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta make well. yeah, gotta make it a place that's that's fun to be. I like having a space that's like modular too. Mm. Like you know. Mm-hmm. That I move. Exactly where I was about to go. People know that I rearrange my space pretty pretty frequently. Yeah. Why do you do that? Um, to, re- like, to renew the energy flow I'm not like uh, I don't study feng shui like that but I, I feel like I do have an, an innate understanding of it and it's function so being able to move things around frequently allows energy that might be like stuck in a certain place to then move freely around and I feel like I feel that also, uh, just within myself and and my artistry. Like, if if I keep letting energy flow, for example, like exercising, right, allowing energy to flow like through throughout your body, keeping that circulation going allows uh, more things to come in. You know, it's a cycle of like intake and mm. and uh, it's like your breath. You know, you inhale and you you exhale. So you gotta keep letting energy do that. And within my space, I think about that too. Like, I have it a certain way. I exist in that way. And then I'm like, all right, let's switch it up. I feel that way. Mm -hmm. I feel like changing it a lot of times Like when I come back from being on the road. Like, I'll go on tour and I'll come back and I'm like, it kind of feels like stale in here. I don't want to. Every time that I move it too, it's always like, dang, I didn't know that I could do that. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that this space existed within this space that I was already right. at. Um, so that's that's like a creative exercise, too. Creativity, in a lot of ways, is, is problem-solving. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think an arrangement in my house is ever going to be like the end-all, be-all. But there's always, like, fine-tuning that, that can be done, you know? Right. So in a way, yeah, my space is is a canvas, too. And always trying to flip it you know, exercising the creativity through that way. And then that that spills into making music too. You know, how can I do what I've been doing but differently and renew the energy circulation. But also I I feel like I've gotten that just from my mom, like growing up. From your mom you Yeah, she would always like rearrange a lot of stuff pretty Mm. frequently. Like it was like spring cleaning like all year round. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got that from her, and yeah, I'm not gonna move every time I want to move things around. You know, I hate mm-hmm. I hate moving. So I'm like, if I can rearrange stuff, it feels like I'm in a new space, mm-hmm. and then that enables new ideas. Right? Yeah, that's dope. <laughs>
0: Do you think you're a detail-oriented person?
1: Yeah, in my own way. It's cool to meet other people who are even more detail-oriented. Or, you know, gives me a different perspective. But I think generally, yeah, I have like a pretty keen sense of attention to detail. Um, I'm always like pointing out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that, that's why I enjoy like humor so much because that is very hand-in-hand hand with like having an attention to detail totally noticing the small things that might have gone over most people's heads mm-hmm. you know but yeah like i said like it's a spectrum and like <laughs> there's other people that are like way more have way more of an attention to that but yeah generally i would say so
0: nice yeah i think you are too what do you look for in a collaborator Mm. Because you 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 pick them really well. Oh, word. whether it's like Ivan Ave or K Town Oddity, the the Vivian's Project. You didn't mm. It's one of my favorites. Obviously, Swarvy. Good question, Devmo, though. Joyce.
1: Good question. Fellowship, mm-hmm. friendship. Um, I respect a lot of people who who can just dive right into like making music with someone that they don't know too well, and I think that's the nature of like the music industry is like you know, like getting into these sessions just cold, not knowing the artist and then having to like make something on the spot. I'm not good at that. Mm. I'm not, I've progressively gotten like, I don't wanna say worse, but like, I just enjoy more like um, real relationships with people, you know, building friendships. That's where the good stuff comes out, I think, you know. Totally. Yeah, if if I can't feel that, with someone that I'm working with, then what? I don't know. I don't know what the point is. At right. The... <laughs> yeah, so if we can bullshit and like talk and joke around and find uh like just get on the same page, then, then that's when I enjoy like collaborating with people, you know? And it's, mm. I, I think why that is, is there's no pressure on the things that we're creating. Mm. It's just like, we're just messing around Whereas I feel like when you are linking up with an artist, especially like bigger artists.
0: And the too, only reason why you're linking up is to make to, something. Yeah, and it's, it's <clears>
1: almost, <throat> almost like some, like, you know, do the dance that you do. Mm. You, <laughs> it's like, dang, I don't really, I don't know. Maybe I don't have a strong enough connection to whatever that is that I do to, to just do it at will like that. Like, oh, okay, I'll do my dance for you. It's Mm. like, no, that gets enabled through, like, connection and, like, relating to people. That's not just, like, something that I'm like, all right, I'm here, you know. I just turn it on. I just flip the switch on. And that's why I respect people who are so good at that. Because I'm like, I don't know how y'all do that. Yeah. You know, there has to be a preface of our relationship in order for there to be a byproduct of that. Um, But it's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard to, like, just dive right into, you know, those kind of, like, (laughs) industry-esque kind of arrangements. Right. Um I feel more invested when I'm like making music with people I can vibe to or homies, close friends.
0: Let's uh speaking of one of your uh collaborators. Uh can you talk about uh let's have a Joyce Rice segment. Um, hey. let's have a Joyce Rice okay. segment. Um yeah, when when did you meet Joyce? That must have been like 2015 probably, right? Cuz isn't that when y'all did Ain't No Need?
1: Um yeah. You said, "When 2000?
0: 2015 was ain't when ain't no need okay. came
1: out. So maybe like yeah, two thousand fourteen. I met her through my ex partner.
0: Yeah, shout out Lima. I think she. I don't know how they met, but
1: um, yeah, she was just like, yo, you should link up with this artist. She's a dope singer. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to she's trying to make more stuff, find uh, more people to work with, and yeah, ever since she started like pulling up to the crib, I was like, dang, that's she's a special human being, you know? Yeah, like, man. From the jump." <clears throat> and I think that's that's such a rarity. Mm-hmm. As much of that as I am surrounded by, like I'm so grateful for that to 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 know so many like talented people, but also like good people at mm-hmm. the same time. Um, Joyce definitely had has that quality. But yeah, she's just she's just cool and, and really gets it in her own way. She she has her own personal relationship with music that you can feel and is real and is unconditional and um, yeah i'm just i'm grateful to have been part of her journey you know
0: yeah she's i'm You're so a big proud part of her of that. We're, and i know she would she would agree yeah. <sighs> she's killing it she's absolutely crushing it super killing it yeah i think one of the things that's most impressive about her is like there's the stevie wonder quote it's like talent will take you to the top but character will keep you there like this is a person of like enormous integrity, super intelligent, exactly. super kind and warm. Just like, you know, you meet her for the first time, you feel like you've been best friends. You know, she has that thing. She just has a way of making everyone feel great. Yeah, for real. She, she has, has a like talent.
1: a mother-like energy mm-hmm. to her. Totally. Her grandmother energy. All of it. Just like bundle, of, literal bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, integrity for sure. That's that's one thing I definitely look up to her for. She she keeps it real, man. There's nothing phony about Blood (laughs)
0: I was hoping you could um, maybe uh, go back and yo. Uh, how did you show up eight hours late for a shift at CVS, dog? Oh no, that was a gu- guitar, guitar center. center. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, guitar man. Shout out guitar center because that was that was my last hurrah at uh, nine. The nine, nine
0: to, to five, five. grind, or for you a five to five in this, in this particular case. <laughs> Right. Uh, and that's p.m. to p.m.
1: Yeah, man. I I, I checked day. out at that point. I was so checked out at that job. And that was the third location. Was
0: that in L.A.? Or was yeah.
1: That- yeah, because I'd, I'd worked at Guitar Center back in Jersey when I was still living there. And then when I had moved out here, um, the homie <laughs> ended up <laughs> hooking me up with a job. I actually worked at the Cerritos Guitar Center first and then transferred to Pasadena. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I think that day... I was coming back from SF. <laughs> and. Were you like playing the set out there or something? or? Maybe. Maybe. I might have just been up there kicking it, dude. Low key. And like. <laughs> on the way back. Yo, I hate call. I hated calling out. So much anxiety. <laughs> of calling out. Because. You would have to lie. Uh, Every time I called out, I lied. <laughs> <you know? laughs> just, just made some shit up. And uh. And I didn't feel like doing that that day. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show up. and uh, Whenever I get there. Yeah, yeah. I showed up with like three hours left in my shift. <laughs> and my uh, my coworker was like, dude, why would you even show up? Like, why even come to work at that point? That's so funny, right? So
0: like, like five hours late. It's like,
1: I think that I'm like sh- still showing effort, but it's like, bro, you're late. You're super late <laughs> in the day. And uh, when when I spoke to my manager about it, he knew too, he just kind of had this energy that was just like, yeah. Saying, nah, (laughs) we can't. Right. But you know what, he didn't even fire me. I didn't even get fired for that. I actually ended up having to quit. I think, you know what, I think that was my plan at the time. I was like, I want to just like try to get fired so I could like collect unemployment at least. Right. Because I don't think you can do that if you quit. damn (laughs) i just didn't want to work there anymore um but i also wasn't sure how i was going to supplement my lifestyle so i was like let me try to finesse this but eventually i was just like "Ah, i just don't want to do this anymore y'all you know and i'm glad you know it's worked out
0: ever since how long how long were you working guitar center gigs like that
1: uh like if you put it all together probably like two years two three years
0: no, this is a leading question, um, because you probably spent a lot of time answering phones in Guitar Center, mm-hmm. getting some weird calls for all Dude. kinds of reasons. All that to say, this, I think, justifies your uh, history of, uh, now on the other side, calling Guitar Center. <laughs>
1: oh my God, where we're going. <laughs> I feel so bad about that.
0: Uh one of our favorite things to do uh, over the years has been to well, occasionally it's not happening all the time. Occasionally <laughs> yeah. we'll do Guitar Center prank calls. Um, I, it's been a while since I, I, started feeling bad. Yeah, I actually don't know where else to go with this. I just kind of wanted to confront you about that. But
1: yeah, uh, yeah, just prank calling my my old Guitar Center store and looking for <clears throat> gear that doesn't exist.
0: Or or my favorite one is talking only when they talk. So you <laughs> you just have like. Uh, you know, sometimes, like, when you're on the phone with somebody and you just have terrible rhythm and you keep talking yeah, over each other? Yeah. Well, Ringo will, like, intentionally do this for, like, <laughs> minutes at a time. Like, only
1: talk when they're answering my question.
0: Right. And it'll just be like, huh, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. I think the last time I did that, I, I broke out of character because I, I recognized who had picked up the phone. It was an old co-worker. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah, he was like,
1: oh, hey. And, and his voice just... It, yeah, he didn't get a kick out of it. And then I thought about it. I'm like, my man's working. Like, he's still there. Like, I'm not. And, right. and I have the privilege of being able to prank call oh, while he's still at this job that I couldn't stand. And I was like, ah, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I yeah. <laughs> got kind of heady about it. And I was like, ah, nah, I don't want to do that. People working there and don't want to be there. And I know mm. that from first hand experience. So, I don't I don't mean to make a joke out of that. Uh damn. But
0: we but can review the tapes if you want to cut that much. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine, you know.
1: I'm trying to trying to find that fine line between the seriousness and, and humor. That's true. You know. Um but I I do
0: enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. Well, I, it's it's mostly lighthearted. It's just like it's, you know. It's not like you were doing this for like you know, hours at a time. It'd be like a sixty second call where you would
1: just be like talking yeah. when they talk. Yeah, they should have had me on uh what was that show? Prank prank crank yankers.
0: Bro. Woo. Bro, you you are a really you're a good practical joker. <laughs> you you do like little practical jokes and like really like it's simple o- ways. Yeah, it's OD
1: sometimes. <clears throat> like even when you asked me if I remembered how to get here today. Yeah, I, what was that? would
0: you say? <laughs> I was like, Do you remember how to get to the studio and you wrote
1: like, 54, 55, Scrumby Drive, right?
0: Scrumby. <laughs> or my favorite is um. one time I was coming over to your house because we were just going to, like, make music or hang out or whatever. And I just remember, like, telling you, like, hey, man, I'll, I'll be there soon. And, like, at this point, I was driving across town. This is when I lived in Culver. So it was, like, an hour drive through traffic to get there. So, like, man, I've been driving for an hour. And I just texted you, like, when I was maybe 10. minutes. So away, I was like, hey, man, I'll be there in a bit. And then your response was? Meeting at your house, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yo, I'm about to pull up to your crib. What do you mean?
0: That's my favorite one. I just pulled up or to your Or like, uh, or also I think uh, something you probably know about me after all these years is that like now I I, I get really anxious, like going to the airport. Like I always like to I get really anxious about things going wrong, right? So Ringo always <laughs> fucks with me um, whenever we're going to the airport. So I, I like, I'll be like at the airport. I'm like at the gate. And then I'll be like, hey man, like where you at? you will be like, 15 minutes still boarding and you're probably like just going coming through security, but then your response would be like, man I just hopped in the shower real quick <laughs> It's oh,
1: really just dad. it's really That joke in particular is really just clowning on like people who are actually like that It's like bruh, so people's sense of time. is just like not there <laughs> You know what though? I, I you know, like, <laughs> I'm that way sometimes too. We all we all know what that's like, just losing track of time. I, I missed my flight once uh, going to South by. I was with I was with the the homie Sophie, and uh, <laughs> we were supposed to head out for the airport. She's like, "Yo, do I got time for a shower?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." Missed the flight. <sighs> ended up waiting for like standby flights all day, and the best option was to fly into Dallas. Mm. which is like three hours away from Austin, and took an Uber from from Dallas to Ooh. to South By and made it to my set with literally like two minutes like to spare. Uber from
0: Dallas to South By? Yeah, How it was South. like
1: five. It was like three, four hundred bucks.
0: Damn.
1: Shout out to that Uber dude who's like, I didn't know that they were down for shit like that, but yeah, maybe we had paid him like off the clock or some shit. Oh, that's wild. But yeah. <clears throat> made it. Got right to the gig. Two minutes to, to spare to set up and
0: was that the time was I was I playing with you that time or was that a different time?
1: Probably before. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Um, dude, thanks so much for coming in, hmm. dude. Like Thank you, um, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I just got for one sure more you. question. Yeah. Uh-oh. Simple one. Um, what advice would you have for somebody who's just starting out? You know, maybe 19, 20 years old, got a couple beats here and there, trying to figure it out, trying to find their way. Mm. What would you say?
1: Um, just spend a lot of time with yourself. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna I was going to say, spend a lot of time with yourself playing around.
0: <laughs> Good evening. That's, that's all we have. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: Yo, literally, though, like, just put in those hours of just yeah. experimentation. And that's how you find the things that you're looking for is by just, like, hitting, you know, some keys and some pads, clicking some shit, seeing what stuff does. Just, like, play around, you know, uh, whatever you're doing. Um, it's a playground. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't... um Don't get hung up on what it's supposed to be. Just be,
0: Mm. you know? That sounds really good. Um, Well, if I could say one closing thought uh, to piggyback on that. Uh, That's definitely, if not said explicitly, that's a message that I've learned from you personally over the last, I guess I've known you for like eight years. Mm. And um, I don't know if there's anyone else here in LA a producer that I've learned more from than you so
1: mm. oh, I, man, man
0: I, w- I wouldn't be I doing anything you. that I'm doing now if really? not for having crossed paths yo, with you so
1: thank you man
0: yeah man so forever grateful and uh, thank Dude, you so likewise, much Ringo yo. love you man love you too bro Yeah, man. hell yeah that's all we have for today thanks so much for listening Approachable music is recorded at Cosmic Zoo, engineered by Daddy Kev, and it's produced and edited by Christian Koontz. My name is Kiefer, and as always, be encouraged and encourage others.